Hey guys, welcome to Idle Life Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Johnson, and this week I get to sit down with Andrew Lovick and my brother, Sean Johnson, and we record a podcast at Wildlife Creations Taxidermy Shop uh, and talk about trapping. It was a great time. I had a lot of laughs. Uh, I think you guys will take some stuff away. These guys are really good at what they do. They've been trapping coyotes pretty consistently. Um, they, they, they both are really cool dudes. They're real passionate about what they do. So anyways, without, with that being said, uh, let's get into it. Sean and Andrew. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Night of Life podcast. Uh, today I'm sitting here with Andrew Lovick and Sean Johnson. Uh, these guys are badass trappers they're really into canines they go after coyotes they go after wolves sean's have my brother and andrew i've known andrew for how long we've known each other 15 plus <laughs> yeah. yeah long time yeah anyways um so start off andrew let's start with you uh tell us a little bit about you and how you got started maybe and yeah. what you do yeah you betcha so uh i started trapping about 12 to 14 years ago when i moved to montana Got a, got a job over there, and I was handed uh, two 330 bears. And he, <laughs> he showed me how to set them, and he was like, go ahead and go try to catch something. And uh, went out, set them on two uh, bang uh, beaver dens, and bam, bam, like, caught two, like, first <laughs> first day. And I was fucking hooked, man. Yeah. The, the most addicting <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life is trapping, and probably the most expensive. <laughs> So, yeah, tell them about what you do for a living, too, oh, in so, case nobody knows who you are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a taxidermist here at Wildlife Creations in uh, Hayden, Idaho. And, uh, yeah, we pump out a lot of animals, and, yeah, it's it's a fun time. Yeah, he's pretty much exclusively my taxidermist for, that's it. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I'm filling up I got a walls. fish guy, yeah. but uh, as far as elk, deer, bear, anything like Andrew's the dude. Um, so yeah, so there's Andrew, Sean. Sean's my brother. Let's well, tell tell yourself, introduce yourself. I'm Sean Johnson. I'm Stephen's younger brother, as you <laughs> said earlier. Uh, I've known him my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we've been in the outdoors since we were kids, so. You know, getting in the trapping and hunting, it's always been in our blood. Uh, trapping for me, actually, I've been doing it for three years now. And, uh, you know, walking in on something in a foothold or in a conibear or in a snare is just a exhilarating feeling. It's like Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> what I get? You're jumping up and down like a two-year-old. <laughs> uh, maybe a little older. Let's go like four-year-old. So... Um, Lots of high fives and fist bumps when you catch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's your first animal ever ever go around. But uh, yeah, I started off with uh, water trapping, did that for a few years, and then uh, hit the bobcat trapping in Montana. Uh, I trapped between Troy and Libby, Montana. I had two lines going. I had one line, you know, like I could check with binoculars straight from like highway two. 
Is that better to do it that way? Uh, it's more discreet because a lot of people will follow in your footsteps if they see you going in an area in the winter time. Check out, check out your stuff and uh, either steal your catches or your traps. So that's a huge problem, and especially we, in North Idaho. We call those guys assholes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you had somebody shoot a wolf out of your trap, didn't I you? I did, yeah. Uh, so let's see here. First year ever trapping wolves. Um, it was my sixth check, and uh, we were walking. Well, we were in there the night before setting a line, and we were probably another day out from checking the other traps so so we like were, in idaho does this go for coyotes and stuff too like is it is 72 hours for any trap you set any trap you set okay yeah you got to check it every 72 hours and it's like yeah so you guys stick to that pretty good oh yeah yeah you want to give the animal the benefit you know you don't want to let them sit in that trap and and, uh, uh, how does that benefit the animal at all being stuck in a trap? Well, you know, <laughs> well, how would you how would you feel how would you feel if you were stuck in a foothold and you know somebody left you out there for a month? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nope. that would be horrible. Uh, that yeah. would be horrible. So, but I, I kind of use my seventy-two hour check mandated by the state of Idaho, uh, kind of as a guideline to. No, we're good. Uh, just checking it. <laughs> yeah, just checking time. Uh, I use that as a guideline to like for, for my trap checks. I'll catch a coyote probably on the first night or, or second night, and a coyote stuck in a trap is going to attract more coyotes. Okay. And, and so that's going to help your sets out. I always set two to three sets at every location, so when there's doubles, triples, you, you can add them up pretty quick. If oh, there's right on. more traps in the ground, better your odds. So. Yeah, so like, um, I guess let's get into like a whole season with you guys. Like start to finish, start like, so what's your prep work look like? Yeah, you betcha. You know, like give us the whole shakedown because hmm. it's a lot more than just going out and setting traps. Oh, oh yeah, I, I start in the, <laughs> in the summertime <laughs> prepping. So when it's super hot outside, I'll go out and I'll get a whole truck load of dirt and then I got a giant sifter, and at night when it cools off, I'll, I'll sift out all, all my rocks, get about a 55-gallon drum full of like pre-sifted dirt, and then from there, I'll add my wax to it and make some special wax dirt. And what that does is it prevents uh, the, the ground from freezing and, so, uh, and keeps water off of it. So it just makes your trap able to work in uh, freezing temperatures. Right on. But uh, yeah, the typical season is we start in the summer <laughs> prepping on stuff, fixing any any chains or any J-hooks that got bent or fucked up. Uh, <laughs> switch those out and clean up your traps. And then from there, I pressure wash my traps, uh, get flashers sent off of them from all the, all the catches and stuff. And then... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll boil them in kind of like a logwood dye uh, for about 15-20 minutes, get more of the scent off, then take those out, pressure wash them off one more time, and uh, from th there I'll uh, heat up a big pot of wax once the traps are all, all dry, and I'll dip them, and each one gets about 30 seconds, and as soon as that wax starts kind of like dripping off that trap, it, you, you know it's, it's good. 
So, like you said, log would die. Like, what are you using a specific log, or I mean, you just going out in the yard? And... Well, yeah, you can just grab like the bark, like in your landscaping, and throw that in the pot and boil that up. But they sell specific uh, trapping dye that just makes it easy. It's kind of a powder. It comes oh. in like a one-pound bag, and you just cut that open and dump it in. And uh, yeah. So, how many traps are you? doing at a time uh i'll do five dozen uh traps all at once yeah i like to do the majority of my traps so like during the season i'll i'll set out 20 or 30 on a property and then uh if i get a catch or the trap gets messed up at all i'll pull that one out out of the ground and i have like a fresh batch ready to roll so right on so how many traps are in your truck at any given time like well i i, I usually do my initial setup at, like a, on a property i'll lay out a couple dozen and then i'll have probably five uh, just spares spares and then if we're out and about and we see a hot spot and we're like oh how'd we miss this we'll just like throw those five out start throwing them out like one dollar bills yeah next check we'll throw a couple more out and then before you know it you know, we got a giant line going and we're like i thought this was going to be like a, a quick <laughs> a quick set yeah a quick set but two hours later yeah so it's like you said property is this like a 10 acre chunk a 20 i mean do you guys have private landowners that like you to come in well yeah oh yeah through the shop here i got like hundreds of acres of uh chunks of land that uh some, some customers own and they just give me access because uh trapping all the coyotes and everybody knows me as a coyote trapper yeah uh like they just want me to come and help out their deer populations and i've seen it on an, uh, quite a few properties sean's property last year we hit that hard right off the bat this year he had uh fawns like i had a lot of fawns a lot of fawns and it stuck around too and didn't get killed so that, that was good to see yeah his deer numbers came back dramatically yeah, yeah after you guys did that yeah. Yeah. you guys what how many how long were you trapping that place for Not we did that, that for three months how how many yotes did you get off that three months yeah it's like five acres right we're at 20 20 coyotes 20 off coyotes place. off that place yeah. Yeah. Off like a five acre chunk, yeah. ten, yeah. Acre, ten, yeah. A ten, ten acre, acre chunk, chunk, ten acre chunk. But yeah, yeah, not you, that far, yeah. not that many traps set out. We probably only had like five sets out on that whole entire place. Yeah, so. the first night we and you got twenty two dogs. Yeah, did I say twenty two or twenty? You said I, twenty. I said. Oh, uh, so I made up twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you're a trapper yourself. Yeah. 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 Keep that numbers up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like fishing, man. You go out and it's like, oh yeah, I caught. I it caught, was that big. Caught around. five. Caught five fish. Starts yeah. with five fish, and then it's like, oh yeah, we caught like six or seven. Oh yeah, we, then by the end of it, you're like, uh, ten, twelve. Yeah, <laughs> we caught at least a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we. Uh, I was talking to Andrew. When was that, Andrew? Last summer, I was telling you that, you know, we had fourteen, fourteen does on the place, and they all had fawns. And then at the end of the year, out of all those fawns, only two of them survived. So that shows you what coyotes do on a deer population, just in a 10-acre spread. So it definitely like played its toll on the yeah, fawns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And coyotes, I think it's 65% um, for one coyote. I think it's 65% 65, 65 
of the deer fawn population is killed by one coyote. So do the math there. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. That's freaking nuts. Yeah, I got another property I trapped too last year. Uh, that's a hundred acres. And I pulled fifteen coyotes off off of it. Um, yeah, and I pulled a couple of bobcats off of it. I just got a coon uh, this week. <laughs> that that's, was awesome. I saw the picture of the <laughs> yeah. coon. That thing yeah. was pretty, man. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Was it a he or a she? It, oh, it was a big boar. Did it you was... get the swizzle stick off? I it? did, man. You want to uh, see it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a swizzle stick. <laughs> Whistleblower. Oh, look at the curve. Oh, look my God. Curve on that bad boy. <laughs> You'd make some moonshiners jealous with yeah. that bad boy. I think your coffee, any... coffee needs to be stirred up. Yeah. Dude, Guys, better, if uh, that, you that don't know this, enough. male raccoons have an ivory penis bone, and that's what we call the swizzle stick. Bears have one, too. But moonshiners really like them because of that curl. They stick it in their stem of the pipe, the copper pipe, and it helps them get that drip into their... Buckets. Really? I'm not kidding you. <laughs> yeah. But I like them for stir sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and when everybody's like, what is that? Some people make toothpicks out of them. Oh, yeah. I better see that one in your honey bowl. I think this would be like a nice little necklace. <laughs> uh, Stacy had her bears done, and I used it twice to stir drinks, and all of a sudden the thing's gone. She didn't like the idea of me stirring up whiskey sevens with a <laughs> yeah. bare penis. Yeah. And, then and I think her a nice I think she hit mouth. it and she's yeah. just like playing into it, like, oh, I don't know where it is, but don't, I think she knows where it is. Don't worry, I, I got another one. I'll send you home with one. All right, yeah. sounds good. You probably get quite a few in here. <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole pile of swizzle sticks? Not everybody wants the dick bone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's like one of the coolest parts. I was bummed this year. I shot a sow. Yeah. She didn't have a swizzle stick. Can't be sexist. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, great, I'm grateful, but I was bummed. Uh, yeah. Because that's one of the th- that's one of the biggest trophies for me is getting a swizzle stick. Oh yeah. I like my swizzle sticks. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, back to the back, tra- back to trapping. trapping. Holy smokes! <laughs> we took that one for a whirl. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Edit, delete. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You guys have been so. When does trapping season open here? Uh, coyote so, season's open year round. You can okay. hit those guys uh, hard. But you don't start you until like October is usually like the month uh, I start. We started a little early uh, this year because uh, I had a rancher uh, up in Blanchard that owns that elk ranch up there. Uh, he has fallow deer up deer up there now, and uh, they've oh, been getting really? uh, killed by the coyotes. They've been going under the fence and killing these uh, fallow deer that have never seen a coyote before, and they just stand there, and I think he's lost. How many did he lose? Four or six? I think he lost four to, four to five. Four to five of them? Like that, At a yeah. thousand bucks a pop. Oh, you know, yeah. that, that, that's a big hit on a rancher, so. And those are yeah. big money for, for him, so. Yeah, and, and he has them right now because they're young, and uh, they're only going to grow in value, and that's just uh, – screwed people from hunts down the road and stuff like that so the, the they call us up we go out there you always take the landowner with you the first go around because those landowners they know right where those coyotes are at like oh i see them over there and then when you're out there with the landowners i'm, I'm looking for a sign i'm looking for prints in the mud i'm looking for coyote crap bobcat crap 
And uh, when you find that, you got to set right on your sign. And uh, th that, that really helps your, your catch r r ratio out. So, like, say you find a pile of coyote shit mm -hmm. or bobcat shit, like, what's the set you're going to use on that spot? Is there s different sets you'd use? or I, I'd probably punch in a dirt hole set, like, right, right next to it, and then grab that turd and relocate it off to the side, and then uh, kind of go that route. Uh, just re relocate his turd right next to your trap. Coyotes won't step on crap, so you can kind of guide them into your sets a, a little bit easier. And then uh, for like dirt holes, I use um, bobcat meat, mostly bobcat meat, ground up bobcat meat, and some uh, some other secret ingredients. <laughs> uh, but I get all the bobcat meat from the shop. I grind it all up uh, in the winter time, and then uh, then I'm set for the next season. That's cool. So you guys are using stuff from the taxidermy shop. Yeah, I make all my own bait. The only lure I'll buy is uh, stuff called Gusto. And now Gusto is like a, a loud call lure is what we call it in the trapping uh, community. Uh, it really stretches out there and grabs their attention. It has a very distinct smell to it. Oh yeah, it's lot, very potent. Lots even of when skunk. it gets shipped. Yep. Really? Yep. The mailman and you, your, uh, UPS guys, they do not like it. They'll double wrap <laughs> it up and it stinks through the box. <laughs> I, I told Sean to get, get some and he did. And when it arrived, he opened it up in the father-in-law's truck. <laughs> and they called me like, what the hell is that stuff? <laughs> yeah, but it's Ugh. the only stuff I buy. Uh, there's lots of good lure out there. I just stick with what, what works for me. And uh, when you start trapping, like you're gonna have to like try out like a bunch of stuff until you find like that special recipe that like works for you. Like, oh, when I do a dirt hole, I catch. When I do flat sets, I don't catch. You know, it's just trial Documenting and error. Documenting it on your phone or on a little book, it really helps you out. And yeah, even making your own lures, I for me, it works a hell of a lot better than buying some of the stuff you get from your yeah. trap companies. Yeah, yeah, some of like my water trapping, I'll make my own caster lure off of beavers I've caught before, and I'll take like like the beavers from like this pond, I'll take their caster and bring it all the way over to like the, the next pond, and they're very territorial. All these animals are very territorial and uh, mark their territories pretty well. And if you show up and you mark the territory with somebody else's glands or piss. It always works better. Yeah. Don't ever use the same lure or the same glands in the same area because guess what? Billy will come up and be like, oh, it's Frank. I'm just going to leave him alone. Yeah. You know, that's you funny. It's off. like, uh, so you're introducing something different to the area and using their reactions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just their natural reaction to that, to the, your advantage. Yep. Territorial. And that goes for coyotes, wolves. I mean really anything if you take yep. something of the same species and take it into a different area you're gonna have, you're increasing your chances because everything's territorial out there you know so like with bobcats and coyotes we'll take those two for yeah um and correct me if i'm wrong but they don't bobcats don't have a nose like a coyote right like they're a little more forgiving 
yeah, than a coyote would be or a wolf. I guess you could say they're not as sensitive to things. Do you use scents for bobcats? I personally do, and uh, that's where I got into some of that, that loud call lure. You want something super strong for that bobcat to kind of pick up. Canines have better noses than uh, bobcats. Bobcats are very visual. Uh, curiosity kills the cat, like, every time. It is a true story. I've got bobcats off of uh, CD sets. I've got them off of uh, just hanging aluminum foil. I've, I've got them off of uh, just a chunk of deer strap, like a deer hide. I'll hang it from a tree from a piece of wire. And uh, I'll hang it pretty high, and uh, then I'll put my skunk lure right on that, and I'll just put a trap right below it. And that bobcat will walk right underneath it to jump up. And if you didn't trip it, like on his jump up, when he comes down to land, you got four targets hitting the ground, and it just... So do you That's use like multiple that. traps on a set like that or using one? Uh, you can, and uh, studies have actually shown that uh, like it does increase your catch catch ratio, uh, but using two sets to catch, uh, like two traps to catch one animal, like it, it works, but like I'd, I'd rather try to target two different animals uh, to, to increase my yeah. odds, you know. Have I, you I ever like caught two bobcats in a set? Uh, uh, like side by side, no, but like on on the trap line in a day, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. So you've got your set, like so you said a CD set too, and I've seen pictures of this, but for somebody that hasn't, like, what explain a CD set? Yeah, so you just drill into a CD with uh, some fishing fishing line, tie it off, and then just dangle that above like either your, your cubby set. Or uh, even a pole, like or tree, even like a branch coming mm -hmm. off, and then just kind of making it where they have to travel through a certain spot. Yeah, something flashy, something that's gonna catch their eye. Like, yeah, you're the, talking the, about the, the the sun's gonna like rotate, catches that, and cats are very visual, and uh, they'll be like, hey, what's that over there? Like uh, even a like a, a grouse wing or a chicken wing, you can also hang that like from fishing line and make it twirl in the wind and i've never tried the i haven't tried the cd set yet i've done like i've done the beaver or not even that you know just like scent mm -hmm. lure yeah and you're talking about like a like an old nickelback cd or something yeah. out of a truck like yeah. or a dvd or something yep. yeah like, exactly that's, <clears throat> it's true. there's no code word for that it's yeah. that's what it is and for the younger generation, a CD is something we had music on back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not the phone. Now we got MP3s. <laughs> Instant download. Watch all these record shops are going to go out of business. Oh. Or they're going to go back into back business. Up the trappers are coming, wants. guys. Yeah. <laughs> like CDs? I got to look up those. Where's your... Where's your uh, <laughs> discount box at yeah <laughs> i think they're Got all on discount will. now <laughs> yeah probably she's they're probably just like oh my gosh put me back into business again boys it was funny i was talking to my son about it one day I was telling him about cds and he had no clue what a cd was yeah <laughs> it's like what does that make you want to like cry <laughs> are we old <laughs> i'm kidding kidding <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you never caught a double in a bobcat set? Side by side, no. Yes, I, I, I got you up on one thing. I, whoa. Oh, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa. The okay. shit talking starts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Well, uh, we don't all catch uh, moms with kittens, Sean. <laughs> moms with kittens, more like moms with husbands. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, that's yeah, awesome. that was first year, actually. That was actually first time trying to go for bobcats. That was a, one of the checks. We actually came out with four bobcats, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that usually on cool. bobcats, you, you like tight, rocky uh, drainages. Uh, drainages with like a creek going through the bottom of them. You can set that, that's always pretty juicy. Uh, but you're, you're gonna catch your, your females and your, and your kittens down lower in elevation. Uh, Tom bobcats, uh, I call them ridge runners, man. They're, run, they're running like the top higher spots. So if you go higher up in elevation and set some of those ridge backs and like ridge lines, uh, you, you're gonna increase in size. When I trap between Libby and Troy, all those rock rocky cliffs, I'd hike up there, do my sets, and I'd make sure I could uh, I could do it from from the highway, and then tie my ribbon off. And so if it snowed, I could still find my my locations, and I'd check with with binoculars from from the main highway on my way to work it was it was a pretty sweet setup that's cool yeah and nobody wouldn't would go go up there uh the hound hunters wouldn't run it because you, you had like the, the highway right there yeah and it cliffed out so their dogs would be right next to the highway and below the highway was a was a train track uh and they don't want their hounds running on the train tracks either because trains don't stop yeah <laughs> yeah and that'd be an expensive <laughs> loss and uh yeah so it was a, it was a pretty sweet setup for uh for, for trappers and to my knowledge i was the only one uh, doing it from that's that cool stretch of the highway i also trapped across the swing and bridge over there too that was all pretty juicy <laughs> yeah i caught lots of bobcats over over there and kind of had it to myself in the winter time and uh have you ever got a mountain lion in your set uh yeah i have and you you uh, you got two options <laughs> release it yourself and uh you got to get like a choke pull and get that choke pull over the animal's head and then cinch it down and then have another guy go up and release the foot so you, you if you catch a catch a lion a buddy's getting a phone call like hey what you doing <laughs> you get them yeah. to commit and then you tell them that you're you're gonna release a lion <laughs> hey, <I laughs> when they get there yeah. after they get there uh, yeah i need a hand you take their quick. keys yeah. and throw them and exactly. then be like all right you got to go up the hill in. with yep. me <laughs> check out this big coyote i caught <laughs> yeah but uh or uh you can call fishing game and fishing game uh Depending on your location, we'll give you permission to either shoot it and turn it in if it's in a high uh, density area. I, I do trap kind of somewhat closer to town because I feel that's where like most of the predators um, are. I've noticed are. that um, out at our place, we've had lions. We've had a group of three lions. Yeah. I mean, it's about once a month they walk through the yard. Yep. We got them on camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just uh, like they're on your territorial loop. Yeah, but I've just seen three. them like I mean I got another picture of two mountain lions mm -hmm. down the street from our house too. It's like everything seems to be pushed down. It, well, there's a lot of deer and there's a lot of elk down low, mm -hmm. and it seems like those predators, you know, yeah. they're not going to spend their time up high where there's yeah, it, especially coyotes. Coyotes like fields and. Uh, like domestic areas a lot. They'll go after barn cats, like domestic dogs, small domestic dogs. 
they're opportunistic. Sean and I actually, uh, uh, when we were trapping the, the elk ranch, we caught a coyote uh, pretty pretty far 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 away from uh, our like a big bait site that they dump all the scraps off. But the, the coyote packed a like a, a whole elk. elk Lake, oh, yeah, that, I remember all the that. way to the set, and then came across one of our sets, dropped it right, right next to it, and then investigated our set, which we had uh, that bobcat meat uh, in our dirt hole, and he, it was a greedy little bastard, and <laughs> he, he got caught. You that know, was, that was actually pretty interesting. That was the first time I ever seen that. Yeah, so coyotes are greedy, man. You know, they're just looking for that one more meal, one more meal. So wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty intense. I think we got two that day and got, a coon. We got two that day and a raccoon. And then what, next check we had, or no, that was it. That was the last check. Yeah. We had those two and that yep. raccoon. That was the last of the trap out there. I always say like the first trap check and the last trap check are always, always the, the always the juiciest. Cause like right off the bat, you get, you get the dumb ones that are like, Hey, what's that? And then uh, all, all your other sets kind of soak. You know, and so you have more time to pick up those uh, dogs that were like a little leery, and like those are the ones that you're catching on like that very last set. That's cool. So, like, how long will you guys let a set set? Uh, I I've let them set like up to like a month and a half of like just checking. Like, like I'm running the property anyway and catching other coyotes, but. If I throw something in the, in the ground, I, I do let it soak until I'm, I'm ready to leave the property. And uh, that's usually about a month. Yeah, we like going a little longer yeah. sometimes, maybe so, like, shorter. Actually, I should say shorter, not as long. And as then some I've heard some guys say, like, if you're, if you're trapping for wolves, like, a month's really not that long either. Well, right? wolves, have, wolves have a higher territorial route. You know, they're not like coyotes. Coyotes go off of, well, I mean, they both go off of feed and stuff, but I guess you can say at this ranch that we were trapping, um, there was a lot of, there was a high food consistency and they weren't leaving. They had the gut piles from, from the rancher, you know, dumping out the waste and stuff. I mean, they had the deer population in there. Um, there was a lot of other things. They had the mice. I mean, there's like good population of mouse out there because obviously it's fields and stuff but like wolves wolves travel huge distances and when people say oh no that's there's a huge pack down in there well yeah there's probably a pack there now but like there's probably consistency of packs moving through that area all the time so like trapping wolves if you're gonna trap the whole season of wolves keep your traps in that spot and you'll come out with something they're gonna come back so don't just pull out and be like okay nothing here go on to the next spot you know just keep keep going with it keep your traps you know dry yeah. and wolf trapping is completely different than uh, coyote trapping coyote trapping you get lots of action like fast you, numbers yeah fast numbers right off the bat like uh if you're setting on good sign and good location mm -hmm. wolf like I, I don't have time to trap for wolves. Totally <laughs> like, different ball game. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I get asked all the time, hey, why don't you trap wolves? And uh, I tell them all the time, like, I don't have the time to check uh, 
traps, like empty traps. Come on, like, tell them the truth. How, how disappointing! <laughs> how, how disappointing is it to check traps like every three days and have nothing, nothing. for a month and a half? It's yeah. really it's super it's, disappointing. Well, yeah, and discouraging. And you're just like, what am I doing wrong? And then you start second guessing yourself. You're like, oh, I'm gonna throw in a different lure there. And it's like, no, you sad. just just let it sit. Keep the same lure that you got going on. They're gonna come through. They're gonna sniff it. You know, you're gonna hook up. Last year, I missed just due to weather. My traps froze. I missed five wolves. So, I mean. That's discouraging too. It's it's oh, it's yeah. you show it's, up and it's see a pad and you print. see pad prints and you see you know it's just and you see beds and stuff and you're just like well what the hell could I have done to prevent that and it's like when you're trapping in the snow and stuff you're trapping in the high mountains it's hard you gotta keep you gotta stay on your traps and that was a rough year because we had a lot of wind blow um, we had low temperatures high temperatures so there's always a thaw off and then freeze and yeah. fighting that freeze thaw is probably it, the hardest thing about trapping in the like in the winter like knowing what the snow is going to do how much snow is coming whether or not to shovel off your set or just leave, leave it. it if it's crusted over you, you got to shovel it off and uh if it's not you can leave it as long as it's like nice and powdery because mm -hmm. like the animals are going to find it just based off of like smell and so they'll come along, find your set like underneath the snow, and it probably even helps cam camouflage your setup a, a, a little bit more. And when they're out in the fields or running old, uh, uh, old clear cuts and, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, they'll they'll work your set. A little so bit like more. when you make that wax dirt, is that what you're prepping for? Is that freeze thaw? Yeah, absolutely. But mm -hmm. even with uh, all that it, stuff, it still, it it still freezes down. Oh, yeah, I've seen sometimes. Sean use wax paper. Well, wax Dude. paper is just to cover up your trap. I mean, it's a protecting on your trap and then for whatever you put on top of it. But that helps it only so much. I mean, it's the yeah. dirt or the snow that you use that really makes that trap do its job. And when you have those low cold temperatures even your wax you, you get like a rainy day and then that freezes your wax will freeze actually it just you can't yeah and in wax paper it's used to prevent uh anything from going underneath the pan and uh like preventing it from going off so if there's something like underneath that pan uh yeah i got a rock right in that one Sean set that one. <laughs> He's I saw, probably, I saw it probably, right probably off. Did. He's yeah. got a uh, trap here on the table, and it's got a rock stuck in the jaws. I, what it looks like. I told Sean to sift that set. I recognize that trap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... I think we did have a trap that was missing that had a rock in it. Oh, That yeah. was set off. For sure. I don't know if it was a turkey that set it off though because we didn't see any coyote tracks around it so but that happens too make sure you have clean wax dirt you know when you're yeah. doing the work prep work um really make sure you clean it and you know this is i've i've only been in it for so long so you know it really makes a difference i mean that one little rock there could screw your whole year really yep if you're targeting one especially like if you're wolf trapping too like oh, yeah. oh my gosh right mm -hmm. you get that, well, yeah, that long you've been waiting six weeks for a wolf to come and check your trap six and then weeks. a rock gets stuck <laughs> a month oh, yeah. or longer yeah 
even people go, they'll keep trapping. People will go like years without catching a wolf. I mean, it's just. Oh yeah, I got lots of customers that are on like third year of wolf trapping with zero wolves. You know. Yeah. So every three days they're checking no nothing for three in years. For three years. For three years. You know, it takes a lot of dedication to go after wolves. And, like, I admire the people that do it, you know, for going out there and and making it happen and helping out the, the elk population. Elk population. Do you think um, that you do better on coyotes just because the numbers of coyotes and how small their core range is? Or, like, do you think they have big core ranges? Like, Yeah, the, a coyote will tra- travel 10 mile range okay you, you know and and a wolf will travel like a, a hundred mile big circuit loop all the way back to their core location and they might have a, a couple different core locations depending on like the t- time of season uh, of where all the animals are like uh, when winter hits and the snow's all heavy all those animals winter drop, ranges drop into those winter ranges and the, the the predators know it you know like I, i'm hunting uh places for my cats that are uh, winter ranges and the, those lions are just kind of coming down to feed on the deer population and uh, the elk population yeah that's, you, that's down low you've got a couple stud mountain lions now. yeah yeah i caught one uh two seasons ago um running hounds and it was 150 and last year's cat was 160 so yeah and this what was the skull on that that's uh, yeah, it's right below book. It missed it by one eighth of an inch. So you're talking like Boone and Crockett, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Boone and Crockett. So it's Pope and Young. Both cats were Pope yeah. and Young all day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I remember Stugs. seeing it. it was a big freaking cat, man. Oh yeah, both that, of them. Yeah, and I actually treated them <laughs> like fifty feet from like the first tree and like the the, oh, the, no the year before. Like, uh, and my second cat ran almost this, like the same race, just a little bit longer and ended up in the same location just, no just due to like pinch points and stuff like that. The animals. It's using the terrain get, get similar? Kind of, yeah, get kind of funneled down. And that's another thing with like trapping. I always look at like a new location on Google Earth before I go and set it. And that, that's going to give me like a good idea of, uh, Habitat changes like anytime like habitat changes like a, like trees go by uh, like trees meet like a field that that's a good location Field and, lines um, So you like terrain breaks edges. Yeah um, Coolies. Yep coolies the top of the coolie and the bottom of the coolie where it spills out Tried out coolies at least yeah That's cool. So like you guys are using terrain and stuff similar to like how I would go whitetail hunting or oh, something. Oh, like, absolutely. They're 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 survivalist. I mean, they're they're smart. They they try to stay out of the open as much as possible. And when you do see them out in the open, well, that's 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 a dead coyote. Yeah. Should be at least. You know, what's crazy is when we were kids, we'd go out, and even to this day, every once in a while, I still go out, or you know, but we go out calling coyotes in a big flat field. It looks flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're out there and you get your call going and everything and then all of a sudden you got a coyote at 25 yards and you're like how did i not see him coming in like yeah. he used the train just it's oh, like yeah. to yeah, get to real their, close to their benefit yeah they they're smart yeah and, and once you find like uh i'd say a, like a fur travel route 
this is for like water trapping or coyote trapping, bobcat trapping. These animals like have t like taken the same path. Like their ancestors took this path, they travel down this path, and like their kids will travel down this path. And I set the same locations year after year and catch them at the same spots, man. That's cool. Yeah. So, That's really cool. So, so like when you find a hot spot, keep setting it because it's, it's going to be hot forever as long as you don't wipe them all out which i've done that to a couple properties i've i've wiped beavers out before you know like uh i was trapping this one uh spot in montana they're having a big big uh beaver problem flooding their fields and uh th this was a horse horse ranch in montana and they're like you got to come kill these beavers because winter's coming mm -hmm. and it's a sheet of ice you know and if a horse breaks a leg you know it's going to the to the glue factory, yeah. you know? <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, come, come kill these beavers. I went out there, took my wife out there, and we just wiped out all the beavers. And I opened up the dam, and it whoosh, washed, washed down. And uh, yeah, so wow. just helped out the helped out like the landowner get that flooding under control to prevent livestock damage. Farm damage, property damage. Yeah, they're they're nasty. That's what like I think people a lot of people that don't understand trapping maybe, you know, um it's a big benefit for a lot of things. Like you it's not like you can just go out and shoot beavers or yeah, you know, yeah, so, Idaho, so it's yeah, illegal. It's to, illegal to shoot beavers. What's a rifle you have to it, that's why we use the conivers because it's our drown sets and our drown set is an mb 750 or anything big anything big really yeah. that will catch a foot back foot or a front foot you know um drown sets they're pretty cool i mean it's just a long wire and you can anchor it use whatever you want for an anchor if people use cinder blocks um huge weighted plates and set that out in the water and when the beaver comes up to destroy a caster mound from another beaver that catches them and then they from the action of the trap going off it scares them they go back into the water they dive down and they basically follow that line and it drowns them and then the conner bears i've never used that set before the conner bears um they're fast acting so as soon as that beaver touches that um pin it it, it kills them so they don't they don't feel it it snaps the neck and done done yeah you definitely don't want to stick an arm in one of those you'll have a broken arm real quick yeah uh, but <laughs> all, all in all uh man I, I do love trapping you know oh it, i know it, you do yeah it's it, like it, it gets in your blood and, and you know it's the first occupation like that america was america was founded on you know like found on the beavers yeah found on the beavers man everybody wanted those big top hats in london and stuff way back in the day and they they sent people out to go trap like America and they kind of just kept forking out and branching out until like they crossed across the states man and like now I guess it went you know it started as an occupation and now it's more of like a management tool right yeah um high numbers I mean obviously the fur I don't know what the fur market is for this year I know last year I think it was pretty low um I kind of I like collecting them. I like collecting the hides and then using them to my behalf. Andrew uses them for his self. He makes those badass soft mounts with the coyotes and stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're being used. They're not going to waste. They're not being thrown away. Um, but at the same time, like, you're using this as, like, 
like we'll take your property for instance you have low fawn yeah. density like mm -hmm. fawn numbers and after you guys went in there and took a good number of them out now we have great deer numbers and they're, and still, they're still coyotes they're around still, they're still you're coyotes not wiping around. them off the landscape no. you're just you're managing we're doing them. a good part of wiping yeah. them off <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know we want those uh numbers as low as we can get them on the coyotes and like studies have even shown like when coyotes get hit like really heavy uh, one year they're uh they're like the, the amount of like pups that they have like actually increase it goes it, up. it goes up so if, if you hammer them hard you know two years down the road like it's gonna explode again so uh, i just keep hammering the same properties year after year you know racking those coyotes up so uh let's talk about like uh some of the traps yeah. <laughs> that I use. so i run the the duke 550 offset jaw uh pro series it's a two coil trap and uh, I throw an extra swivel on it, and then I do a shorter earth anchor system than most. A lot of people like a 12 to 14 inch uh, trap stake, but like up here in the Rocky Mountains, man, it's hard this to get. bitch is rocky, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like you're, I know, you got a rock in the yeah, jaw. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Like trying to pound a, a stake into some of, the, some of the ground up here is like sometimes impossible with all the bedrock and and everything uh so i like a shorter chain I, I i do about a 10 in 10 inch 10 to 8 inch uh trap chain and all my traps are set up exactly the same uh i i don't like swapping up and using this brand and then that brand and then kind of like at the very end you're left with your shitty traps you, you know like i like all my traps to be the same so when i pull up to a set i know how big to make the hole uh, like the how big to make the trap bed and uh just pretty pretty nice man and these uh duke 550s man they have like a night latch you can hear it click when the pans into place just right just that nice That's little cool. click, click. It lets you know that that pan is completely flat and see a lot of traps there's a reason why that trap is such a huge huge seller for coyotes because I mean that night latch really makes all the difference I mean some of those cheaper trap traps you gotta do some the pan yeah, tensions different totally different you got to modify them like big time um, Andrew got me hooked up on those he definitely I started out with uh, I think they're a Bridger or Duke one of them but they're something different about them you definitely got to do some work to them yeah. um, is that a considered an offset jaw uh yeah, yeah yeah it is and it's pretty humane and uh to show you that it's humane <laughs> steven's gonna stick his hand in no it i'm and, not and, and prove, <laughs> prove that it's not that bad it hurt you. you know oh no <laughs> it's not that bad it's you know it, he just like, put his hand in a trap guys <laughs> yeah. uh yeah it's a deep pad catch you know i was right on that pan and uh it's offset so the trap is made steven's face you know what the traps that scare you are the are the those corner bears those are the one yeah. trap you don't want to mess did you with. see the video of the guy that, that stuck his hand? yeah yeah it I looked like it snapped his arm <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah, I would never do I that. I would never do that. I mean, I I don't I've care how a... many beers you've drank. Liquid courage. Well, that guy just didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, if you ever seen one of those things work or like 
watch the YouTube Well, you see video. what it does yeah. to, like, a 30-pound beaver or oh. a 40-pound beaver, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like... Well, they some some places they use them for bobcats, coyotes. I mean, and it kills on it, impact. It kills like, on impact. As soon as they stick their head through it, they they're they're dead. And there's been some mix miscatches of actual people's dogs in them, and it it kills them right away. And that's what skimming trappers such a such a bad name too is not putting them in <laughs> right places. But to be fair, in the state of Idaho, you're supposed to have your dog on a leash. Period. Yeah, you know, yeah. it states it right in. in Unless the law. you're a hound hunter, so if you like, technically, like the way like the law reads, even hound hunters are supposed to. But who the who the fuck does that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, walk on, dude. You'd never catch a mountain lion or a bear, man. Yeah. Bears run like my my uh, bear uh, race with Chase legs. Gardner. Uh, that was a 13 and a half mile run, dude. And nobody's running behind their dog yeah. for 13 miles. <laughs> no, <laughs> to, to get a bear, dude. Like, so some laws, just like everything, like speed limits, like you don't obey them all the, all the way, you know, you, you push the boundaries yeah. a little bit. And, and I, well, uh, I've never seen a fish and game officer stop and say, Hey, put your hounds on a leash. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> well, uh, but just like the, the leash law kind of, uh, more is just for those people that like those dog walkers yeah, that are like walking on public land and hikers. You yeah. Know, if hikers. they're going out in the mountains and stuff, you know, be aware. You never know what's in the woods. They can grab your dog. Steven's going to be setting his hand off in the strap. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh yeah. I, okay. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Like you kept a good fist. Just, <laughs> Just it make didn't sure, break your hand, but just make sure your fingers are all make a fist. Just all right. All right, we're doing this. Okay, so he's got the trap here. And, uh, <laughs> Don't think about it. All right. Ow! <laughs> it's not that bad. It got my thumb. Dad, keep your. Ah, it didn't hurt that bad. I'm yep. just kidding. <laughs> next time, though, I'm gonna bury my thumb. Yeah. Oh, next no. time. Reset. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> there won't be a next time. Yeah. I tell you what, I would not do that with an MB750. No, the ones you brought out that one time um, to oh. trap the property. Those were, what size are those ones? Those are an MB750 quad spring. So they make a double spring and a quad spring. Yeah, right there. <laughs> what did you do? Nothing, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I, you were just like kind of holding your hand like it was all, like, all gimpy hand. I don't think Steven's okay with that trap. Yeah. But no. He's like, it's um, inhumane. No, it isn't. It's is not. Yeah. Um, I just put my thumb in the wrong spot. Yeah, I just. I should have closed it. Oh. No, it got my thumb. There you go. Bony Johnson. But it really hands. didn't hurt. <laughs> no, it's my soft, feeble fingers, yeah. man. I got a little. I'm a feeble-fingered yeah. peasant. <laughs> uh, yeah, so back to the trap sizes. Um, yeah, I, I run MB750s. Um, a friend of mine just got Sterling's. I forget what size they are, and they they look pretty wicked. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pretty stout. They look like a trap that's made for going through ice, so it's going to be cool seeing those work this year. Um, first time I ever tried those. Um, the MB750s do really good, but I would never stick my hand in there. I, I don't care how many times peop, other people have done it. I would not do it. So just yeah. because I've had them accidentally go off, and my hands came pretty dang close. Pinch, pinch the top of it or something. So, But MB750 for wolves. 
550s for coyotes. What else? That's pretty much all you guys use. Uh, yeah. You yeah. just, you like footholds. I like footholds. Do you do snares? Yeah, in Montana, uh, I ran a couple snare lines and I, in Montana, it was legal to use like shop scraps. So like I'd be throwing out a bunch of skulls and like uh, uh, skulls in a big pile, like hides and stuff like that. Get the animals kind of coming into like a location. I mean, when I snare, I, I kind of do like a, a rule of three. Like I'll do a whole truckload of stuff, dump that off, wait a week, come back with another truckload, dump that off, wait another week uh, before I ever set any traps, no matter how good it looks. You know, just get them coming in, dude. Get them used to kind of coming in. And uh, I usually like to set like right off of like a skid trail roads somewhere where I can back up to the trees, dump off my stuff and then take off. That kind of makes like a like a D shape, like when I set, because I'll do a big kind of perimeter loop uh, from one end of the road all the all the way around my sets, about a hundred yards out, all the way around my bait site. And uh, the the third time I go in, I have a truckload of bait again, and I'll dump that off, and then I'll 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 wait until the, like it snows and stuff. This is all wintertime snaring. Okay. And. Uh, the, I'll dump that third bait cycle off and then I'll I'll hang probably 15 snares all off of coyote set uh, coyote trails coming and going you, you want to set the ones where they're coming and going not just going through because they'll, they'll they'll be like that like everywhere but you're gonna have some like hot pinch point locations that to set those snares and when you set those snares you, you know it's just it's like Christmas morning, you know, those coyotes are so used to like coming in and getting a free meal. It's like people that like abuse like the unemployment, <laughs> like yeah. they just keep coming back. <laughs> back. Just, yeah. And it's like, okay, time to cut you off. And we, you know, snare, yeah. snare them up, dude, you know, and it, it's, it's hot, man. I'd always wait for that third bait cycle and then I'll hang my snares off of their tracks and give it about, a night, maybe even two, since you're running snares, I, I won't go the three, uh, just uh, just based off of like the guy that's gonna be dead, so you don't want that gut to like ruin your fur and stuff like that, yeah. so it's, it's a little bit more important to check, unless you're running like a, like a line in super cold temperatures, then they'll freeze solid, and then you could wait that other, but uh, Idaho's a little bit different, because like they won't let you <laughs> use wild game meat, at all for, for coyotes for coyotes uh, so no roadkill no you can't use any game bird no game animal big game animal nothing uh so i i mostly snared in montana because i i could run those uh those those big bait piles with snares so like you guys are talking about the game ranch that the guy one of the trapping locations um so that guy, like, when he butchers an elk or something, and he puts a pile of it out there, mm -hmm. like, you can't trap on that pile, can can you? No, nope. no. Nope. So you, you have to be, you have to, no. Nope. So, so you, I, I believe you could because he has buffalo and elk out there. So if if he separates it, like this is how stupid fishing game is. <laughs> like uh, like they like every year is like a different rule or like uh restriction that they put on on like trappers they're they're making it harder for us they're not making it easier for us uh 
in an ideal world, we'd be able to use like like the butcher scraps off of our deer, you know, in our bait. Or, if it comes from the woods, it should be used in the woods. Yeah, is, is the rule of thumb, but mm-hmm. it's not. Apparently, do you, you think it's go... mainly because they don't like some guys would abuse it? You think? No, I, I, I just think fucking fishing game fucks up a lot of shit, you know. And uh, pardon my French when I start talking about fishing <laughs> game and, and trapping like regulations, like Montana. Uh, one side of the highway I could use like a certain kind of trap. The other side of the highway I couldn't use that trap. Uh, the season before I could use uh, like fur as an attractant. The next season I couldn't. Couldn't. Uh, y- you know, like it's just back and forth, back and forth, and it's really important to read like the trapping regulations every year. Because they no, change every. Year. Oh, they change every, every year. year setbacks uh, and everything change back and forth what you can use size of traps you can use you, you know um yeah so that's a key thing to starting before you start trapping is research the area you're in read the guidelines and uh stay in between the yellow lines so so i guess um so we'll switch gears here for a sec um if if somebody's no not that yeah. uh, just uh, if uh, somebody say somebody's new to it somebody's um, you know wanting to get into it what maybe give them like a few of the traps you guys would recommend for them to get started with and then maybe some sets so you know like where where would you start if you're brand new like. Paint, paint something up for them. Yeah, you betcha. I, I would just go with, like, uh, the Duke 550s. That's going to be good for coons, bobcats, coyotes. Uh, I run the two-coil offset draw on that. Um, if you want to trap wolves, the MB550s. Uh, I mean, 750s. 750s. The 750s, MB, 750s um, There's good. a huge variety. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, I must have... Uh, anyways, my phone freaking quit recording. So we were talking about the MB750. MB750s, uh, if you want to start off wolf hunting, you can get them off of Minnesota Trap Line. Um, you can buy them completely set up with a drag chain, wolf, um, what is it, wolf coil, a drag, spring, shock spring. Shock yeah. spring. Um, I think they go for, I don't know, prices are prices are lower. I haven't bought them for a while, so definitely check them out. You can actually just buy your own trap, single, they're cheaper, and then just build your own stuff onto it, so. Yeah, yeah and for uh, the, the Duke 550s, I just run two coil offset jaw, uh, night latch trigger on them with three uh, swivels with an eight inch uh, earth anchor set up. I, I like a nice tight catch circle. I don't like a, a giant one. Uh, gets the, the second animal coming in to commit a little bit closer to your trap before he like sniffs like the outside edge. And then once he smells all like that ground disturbance and all that extra coyote piss and pad smell, pad catch smell. They're um, pretty committed when they actually yeah. smell another coyote that's been in the area. I mean, it's definitely, that spot's always gonna put out numbers oh absolutely your remake sets are probably some of your hottest sets uh, as far as like a turnover for uh, another catch uh, soon it just it's an extra kind of almost like a lure for those animals to kind of come in check out because a coyote's greedy you know he's he's gonna steal 
food from his buddy and if he smells Fred's footprints all over this area and then he smells yeah then he smells some bait down a hole he's like oh dude i'm gonna go steal that from fred and give it to myself dude. <laughs> and even if they're not hungry they're still gonna want to like steal whatever whatever is buried there and go bury it somewhere else for like later another, like another day yeah fox do that a lot where like even if they're not hungry they'll they'll grab it and they'll stash it somewhere cover it up now another fox coming along is gonna find that and uh, dig it up. Dig it up, steal it, and go put it in another hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a big game to these dogs, dude. That's crazy. Just like uh, like in a housing development, you got your neighbor's dog coming over to your yard, stealing your bones, bringing it back to his yard, burying it. Coyotes are the same way, man. You know, they just they're all territorial they, yeah, and they're they can't all greedy. Help it. I mean, you'll have the neighbor's dog come and poop in your front yard, and then your dog will go over there and pee on their you know front porch and. The game just keeps going. <laughs> so, uh, I, we got to wrap this up here. Um, we're going to do another podcast. But yeah, if well, people want to find you guys, you got a YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is uh, MT Coyote Trapper. Uh, and I pretty much focus just on coyote trapping and, and stuff like that. We got a good video coming out. Uh, Sean's doing some editing on that and sending some editing off to his cousin. Gonna be out probably. Look for it on in January. Yeah, in January. January, we'll attach it to my YouTube page. Uh, Stephen's gonna throw a link up uh, on his page uh, with this video. So heck yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll do another one maybe of uh, trapline tales or something. Yeah, like that. I'd like to. I do like to do a recap like, of the uh, season. Yeah, you know. Maybe like when is that? January, February, or oh, well, you'll be wolf trapping. I'll still, be wolf. So. I'll be wolf trapping till what is that? I think it's. I gotta look it up. I'm I'm behind all the wolves right now. I haven't even started setting traps out yet. So I gotta read up on the regulations for how long the season is. But I think it goes until May this year or next year. So I'm gonna look that one up, and you can get a hold of me if you want any questions answered. Uh, get lost outdoors underscore id uh sean johnson so and that's on instagram yep yeah and you're northwest trapper yeah northwest trapper on instagram and uh wildlife creations for a facebook page if anybody's interested in taxidermy work we do a lot of everything yeah so you know we got a horse in here right now <laughs> you know, like <laughs> bunch of elk elk all over the place so i see dead things yeah <laughs> i smell dead things <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah all in all trapping's a, a great great uh, hobby to get into it's pretty addicting <laughs> it's a great hobby it's a great uh if you want to turn into a business it's uh it's a good deal so can't. It's more of like a lifestyle for you guys. It's not really a hobby. Yeah, like I love it when like the the, the well to like sustain like a like a healthy like fur market. Like I'm I'm happy when like the fur prices are good because that that shows like it's gonna continue happening. Uh, but I, it doesn't hurt my feelings like when the fur market takes a, a crap because uh, I think in 2015 bobcats are going from seven uh, seven fifty to a thousand bucks a pop. Wow. You know, so that will get everybody's attention. Uh, you know, to hey, I got some traps. Let's go throw them out and. Uh, uh, yeah, so like just like that fur price uh, really uh, gets everybody and their dogs and just kind of like a, 
the wolf trapping and like y you get paid for the wolves that's just an incentive for assholes to go out there and steal a wolf out of your set dude it's two thousand dollars like that they're they're paying you know like it's good to kill the wolves and get them out of there but like uh it it just makes well, i don't know it's, like a, a it's hit more list. it's it's not even like managing anymore it's more of like people are Say for signs, for instance, you see a sign up in the woods and it says, caution, wolf trapping. Well, a lot of people will probably respect it, but there's those people out there that are actually looking for that trap and that wolf in it. And once they find it, you're out money. Yeah. I, so. I, I call them like wood maggots are the worst like people out in the woods because A, they don't have jobs. B, like they're just out there cutting wood, like stacking wood, and like those guys are the are the ones that steal most of like the the traps that I've had stolen, because uh, they're out there every day. They're not working. They'll follow your footprints in, steal your hundred and twenty dollar wolf setup, take off with that. Or if you have a catch, like Sean got a wolf shot right out of his traps. Yeah, yeah I was, it, I was, you know, I wasn't even ten minutes away from that one. I mean. We got the first wolf and we were stoked about that so we got pictures of him and then we we put him down and loaded him up and as we were doing that we heard snowmobiles around the corner blaring off and i just had a gut-wrenching feeling as soon as i heard him i was like crud because they were it seemed like they were right in where i walk into my set and got around the corner and saw tracks going into the spot and found blood drugged into the bushes the wolf was still on the drag system so I mean, it just happened, so I, I got lucky on it, but then again, I was out money because they shot it five times, as you said, yeah. I brought it, brought it into Andrew, and Andrew you're out it the, over. You're out the skull. Out the skull, I like, was the high needed work, yep. I mean, it just, it was a bad deal, that yeah. really. It just puts a bad taste yeah, in your it mouth. It puts a bad taste in your, your mouth. ruins your trophy, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of hard work that goes into trapping. And it's not just the money for the traps either. I mean, it's your gas to get up it's, there. You yeah. bought a razor. You bought tracks for it. Like, you guys, yeah. you spent a lot of you money. A lot of, you put a lot of money into it, and I don't think people realize it until they're the actual ones doing it. And when it happens to them, it's a totally different story. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, yeah, and, and just going back to like when, when like the fur market like tank, uh, takes a shit, you know, like it just leaves like the guys that are very passionate about it, you know, like when fur prices are low, like I'm still out there, dude. Like I don't care what the fur price is, like I'm gonna trap every year. Yeah, you, you know, you I, I've never taken a year off of trapping since I've started. It, you know, it's it's like hunting. You know? It's in your blood. And you, cool you, you got to go every every year. You mm -hmm. know. Cool thing about trapping is, is you can always build up your inventory, work on hides, get them ready for the next sale. I mean, you can hold on to them for a long time. Hides don't, if you do it right and you clean them up, I mean, they don't, they don't rot on you depending on if you do it right or not. But yeah. you can definitely start stockpiling. It just them. so happens you got a professional fur guy yeah. right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, thanks, guys. Do. This has been a blast. It's been great getting to talk with you guys about trapping yeah. we did this one early it's we started at 4 30 this morning and yeah now it's 6 later yeah exactly <laughs> you know but like being a trapper you're up early anyways yeah we're, uh, sean and i were meeting up at three o'clock 3 30 
to, to drive all the way out to her spots. We did a little uh, night hunting, shot a couple of coyotes. Shot and, a couple of coyotes and, and, and with the thermal. And like we yeah, show up, awesome. man, <laughs> and like the coyotes are screwed. <laughs> you, you know, they're going to get <laughs> shot evil. by us or trapped by us, guaranteed. So. Right on. But. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, and if anybody has a couple hundred acres that they want to let me trap, <laughs> yeah, get a hold of you. Get a get a hold of me, and uh, he's gonna say no for this year. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the smaller properties, like I, I don't like trapping five to ten acre plots because uh, you're too close to like your neighbor's house. Yeah, and you're you're gonna like. If, piss somebody off. Yeah, piss somebody off. You're gonna catch somebody's dog. They're they're gonna go to the vet. They're gonna be like, oh, you looks like me. it looks like a like a, he was stuck in a trap or something. Like even when you like release them, like they'll go get X-rays done. And uh, yeah, it's just not good for the trapping community uh, if you're out trapping. Like hey, like my mom dad have coyotes on their property. Let's go get them. You know, like if it's around other houses and there's a, a chance of catching somebody's dog, I just won't set it. Uh, if it's a sweet setup right next to like na like national forest or mm -hmm. even private property, then I'm then I might go set it a, a little bit. But I don't. I mostly stick on private property just because there's so many assholes out there shooting your your animals, stealing your stuff. So yeah, that, that, that's a that's probably the biggest problem in the trapping community. Just setting uh, out on public land yeah it's people not easy. people thinking they're doing you a favor by shooting your animal because they don't they don't want it to suffer and what happens is they shoot the animal and sometimes they leave it sometimes they don't uh if if they don't leave it they just stole you stole your catch like and if it's a wolf like then You're, sean's you, out two I'm, grand i'm out big money and big money and a wolf for reimbursement and so. uh <clears throat> so yeah it's just a catch-22 of uh setting on public land you know like people uh, just want to put the animal down and be like oh they're helping you out but what they just did even if they leave it uh they start the rotting process so that gut starts to go then you lose your belly for it now you can't sell it and they think that they did you a favor by putting it down and putting it out of its and, misery yeah exactly i mean you could have checked it that day and then caught that wolf that night and then yeah and then you don't check for three days three days and you go back and you got a wolf that's melted into the ground and green, just belly, green and belly hair coming out yeah, you know so. like uh, i've seen i've seen it all man and yeah i never guys come into your shop probably like can you salvage this and yeah. you got to be the heartbreaker and say i can salvage a skull but that's about it yeah. oh man so yeah if you're out there and you see an animal uh, stuck in a trap well, let it be you know leave it don't alone. touch it take pictures enjoy yeah. it and then walk away yeah and the animal's struggling when you're there because it wants to get away from you as soon as you leave like i i've come up on coyotes sleeping foot caught on the ground sleeping like and like i just checked like the, the day before and they're completely sleeping so you, you know like they don't struggle the whole time like everybody thinks you know they just uh they get caught they find out how big of a like radius they have and then they they, they bed down low and uh try to keep a low profile until until you get there and mostly all the animals you walk up on for coyote wise they they're always laying down they're always trying to hide and as soon as you get up to them then that's when they start struggling so yep, if so. you see something struggling it's because they see you and they're trying to get away from you so yeah. best thing for you to do is just back, just back out, out walk away. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. all right thanks for having us man thanks, yeah, yeah, i know Steve. you have to get to work <laughs> <laughs> thanks. all right guys thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one
Thanks for listening to this week's episode in Idle Life Podcast. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you would, please give us a rating. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out how to get it out to more platforms. Um, I'm having some difficulties trying to get it on Apple Podcasts and whatnot. I don't know if it's just the server that I'm using. It says that I'm supposed to be able to put it out to more places. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to other places. So, right now it's on Spotify or you can use the Anchor app and listen to it on Anchor. So, uh Anyways, thanks again, guys, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.